Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Times are always changing. Our grandparents talk about it. Our parents talk about it. Even those of us are getting a little older talk about how things used to be. But Pastor J.D. reminds us today things aren't that way anymore. Now, more than ever, we need to be prepared for what's coming. The Bible lays it out. We just need to spread the word. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on March 12, 2023. The next time somebody tries to rub your face in this whole thing, uh, well, then you're just going to do nothing. We're supposed to occupy till he comes. They are misquoting that parable, by the way. We talked about it. I won't go into it in the interest of time. But that particular parable, different than the others, is the mina. And every one of the servants got the same exact amount, one. It's the gospel. It's not the worldly mammon. It's not the resources, your talents, your... No, it's the gospel. The mina is the gospel. And then Jesus said, occupy until I come. Occupy with what? The gospel. You need to get the gospel out. Now, the question becomes one of when did the end begin? Are we good that this is the end? You're just saying that probably, right? Because what are you going to say? No, actually I'm not. Okay, well, fine. See me after. Actually, don't see me after. Okay, so with the presupposition that we're all in agreement that this is how it ends, this is the end, just alone, one proof beyond any doubt, not reasonable doubt, beyond any doubt, is that the technology that is in place today is the technology described in the book of Revelation. You go out 10, 20 years, you exceed especially as fast as technology is advancing, you exceed the technology that is described in the Bible. That's one reason, and by the way, I've got many (laughs) as to why it is that there cannot be 20 years, 30 years, 50 years. And by the way, it just hit me, I think on a Thursday night a couple weeks ago, I'll be dead. I don't want to be dead. I want to go up in the rapture. Anyway, that's enough of my problems. So we're good with that. We've established that. This is the end. Now we have another question on the table, and the question is, when did the end begin? And that's what I'd like to now address. What follows is a brief summary of what led up to the present 
explaining why the end is unexpected, and as such, people are unprepared. It actually started over 100 years ago with the Rockefellers, who funded a eugenics initiative to, get this, sterilize 15 million Americans. A couple of quotes I'll share with you from this must-read article published by Truth Stream Media. Quoting, Following World War II, eugenics was rebranded to cast off its associations with the Nazis and emerged, as it were, in the form of such social policy topics as population control, family planning, abortion slash Planned Parenthood, health care, various types of genetics, even laced in between such agendas as global warming slash climate change, which leads to arguments about reducing the burden of overpopulation upon the earth. Later projects funded by the Rockefeller Foundation included everything from Margaret Sanger and Planned Parenthood to, listen, an anti-fertility vaccine, among others. These people spent millions back then and continued to do so throughout the decades. I think last week it was I shared a quote about how the needle and syringe was actually invented 100 and over 160 years ago. It's old technology. It's old news. And these are the guys who came up with it in the late 1800s, by the way, because they had to get that into people. And the chief goal was to sterilize them so as to control the population and then reduce the population that they would then in turn control a reduced population. That's what this is all about. Enter this 11-page downloadable PDF file titled The COVID-19 Genocide of 2020, which links Bill Gates to the Rockefeller Foundation, among others, by the way. To say that this publication is thoroughly documented would be a gross understatement. Here's a couple of quotes. COVID-19 was long pre-planned in documents and simulation exercises emanating from the eugenicist Bill Gates and the Rockefeller Foundation. A platform with 200 detailed levels is provided by the World Economic Forum, led by Klaus Schwab, a technocrat and promoter of transhumanism. I would actually disagree. He's not the promoter of it. He's the father of it in order to provide detailed instructions on how COVID-19 is to be used to implement a global monetary reset and digital currency 
under the guise of socialism and environmentalism through a sinister vaccine conspiracy. It is a depopulation and military weapon in combination with vaccines and chemtrails containing nanoparticles, the torture or murder of targeted individuals, and to force vaccinate populations with a non-medical vaccine containing population control mechanisms without their informed consent. And you're not talking about this? You're not warning people about this? We don't live in a day anymore. There might have been a time, maybe in years past, where might have been more forgiving of preaching a three-point sermon about nothing. And then you just go home and have lunch and go to bed Sunday night and go to work Monday morning and then repeat. We don't live in that world anymore. That world's gone. It's never coming back. Yeah, I know the Chaldeans have left, but they're coming back. Do you realize that everything I've referenced and quoted is exactly what Bible prophecy tells us will happen at the time of the end? This might be a little bit strong, but maybe it needs this sanctified strength. It is criminal for a pastor to get behind a pulpit, as is his privilege to, and not warn the people. And it's even worse than that. When you get a pastor, and especially someone who's well-known, and not only are they not talking about this, they're actually promoting this. I mean, that, that explains it, doesn't it? It doesn't excuse it. It explains it. No wonder. I shouldn't have. I did yesterday. I watched, um, I'm going to name him, Robert Jeffress, First Dallas Baptist. Uh, personal friends with one Donald J. Trump. And uh, I've actually on a, uh, had one occasion uh, where I met him and talked with him. It's kind of a weird conversation. Fox News contributor, you know, very uh, well known. And I watched this video. I shouldn't have. Again, I know I shouldn't have. But he basically said, that any pastor who, oh, he said it like this. This is almost a quote, and you can find this online. He said, I, I heard a pastor say the other day that this vaccine will become the mark of the beast. I think he was talking about me. <laughs> yeah, I, I said that. Because it's true. Because it's true. And he took it further and basically, and, and I also, in that same video again, I know it's just, pray for me, Franklin Graham, someone that I have had the utmost respect for over the years. I served on his executive committee many years ago on the mainland and had the opportunity again to meet him and talk with him over lunch and and he makes a statement that 
if Jesus were alive, he would want for us to get vaccinated? Okay, hang hang on. (laughs) Possibly, possibly, they're either deceived, and that's the height of deception, or, and I, well, you already know I'm not bashful, I'm just going to say it, they might have something on these guys. Does that make sense? So we have uh, documentation that if you don't say this, we're going to leak it. So they are being blackmailed. I mean, there might be other reasons, but those are the only two that I can get anywhere close to explaining why it is that someone like that, who has that much of a platform, would say something like that? It reminds me of the prophets, the false prophets in Jeremiah's day. Here's Jeremiah prophesying, this is the end. This is the end. This is how it ends. The end. And then you got all these other false prophets over here going, no, it's not the end. We're not going to be taken captive. To By the way, did you look out your window? They're gone. Jeremiah's wrong. It's all good. We got another 50 years. Actually, you've got about 70 years, but it's not here. It's in Babylon. I'm going to try to... <laughs> I was going to say calmly, but that's that wouldn't be honest. Bring it in for a close. And I say this, and the Lord knows my heart, that the reason the rapture is unexpected and people are unprepared is because today's pulpits are self-silenced, self-silenced of any such warning like the watchman in Ezekiel, who did not warn the people, their blood is on those watchmen's hands. Because this is it. (laughs) Can I just ask a, a sort of a rhetorical question? If this is not it, hypothetically, what what is? If this is not the time of the end, I ask you, pray tell, when is it then? If this isn't how it ends, then maybe I don't want to be around 50 years, and maybe I do want to get an earlier flight (laughs) and be around for that. No, this is it. This is it. This is the end. We're at the end. And the rapture can happen at any time. May I, as I end with the gospel and the ABCs of salvation, simply say that we are to be a people who are expecting the rapture and as such prepared and ready for the rapture. Get your affairs in order. Get your affairs in order. And don't listen to these who say, Nah, we got plenty time. Plenty time. Is that that was that was that okay? Plenty time. That's not how you say it, is it? Oh well. 
What's the gospel? We just got done talking about it. And please don't remove the rapture because the Apostle Paul, the very first time he writes about the gospel, it's the crucifixion, burial, resurrection, and rapture. That's the good news of salvation in the person of Jesus Christ. We end with these ABCs simply as a explanation, a childlike explanation of salvation, how to be saved. It's not the only way, it's just a way, a simple tool to be equipped with. The A is for admit or acknowledge that you're a sinner. That's where it has to start. Otherwise, why would you want to have any interest in a Savior? Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned, all, and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 sort of propels us into the sentencing phase because there's a penalty now for sin, and all have sinned. What's the penalty? It's the death penalty. The wages of sin is death. That's the bad news. But here's the good news. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Why? Because Jesus died for me instead of me and paid my death penalty. That's why. The B, very central, is for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And then the C lastly is for call upon the name of the Lord, or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And Romans 10, 13, lastly, says, all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. I just uh, thought of this passage in Acts when Jesus ascends and the disciples were just looking and staring. And I think it was Peter said, why, why are you doing that? The, no, I think it was the angel of the Lord. Boy, I should probably know my uh, passages of Scripture before I quote them. The angel of the Lord says, why are you uh, staring in heaven? The way he's leaving will be the same way he comes back when he appears in the clouds. Oh, Lord, come quickly. Today's But God testimony comes from Chuck, who writes, Pastor J.D., but God, (laughs) dear pastor, your ministry has meant so much to me in these crazy times. Thank you, and God bless you and your family and congregation. I'm writing this to profess God's goodness, grace, and provision in my life. I do not feel I could ever earn his favor, but he gives it regardless and so often has. I struggle to keep up and often identify as the man in the parable who is choked by life's demands and obligations. COVID-19 years 2020 through 2022 were difficult years. I had an employer at the time who was patient with my loss of family, 
biological father, son, and adopted mother. How's that one? However, that senior leader retired, and the company culture turned towards mandates, even after the Supreme Court ruling. In turn, I was let go rather than accept my religious exemption. Our family has a long-standing history of religious exemption as we have homeschooled our six children and experienced vaccine adverse reaction in one of our children. As part of my separation, God did provide a severance package, which is more than so many nationwide received. Although I had many active interviews and colleague referrals, I had no solid offer as my severance wound down, but God. I received a call from a recruiter out of the blue, looking for someone of my background. Five interviews and a month later I was offered an advisor role matching my best earnings year from any previous employer, and the fit was ideal. Additionally, While it is a multi-billion dollar company, it is a Christian-owned and privately-owned company with bi-weekly prayer meetings. Needless to say, the Lord indeed provides even when we aren't feeling worthy or doing enough for His glory. God is good and is for us. Trusting in Him is always the best thing we can do. I'm now eight months into the role and experiencing success on behalf of my team. God is good. Best regards, sincerely, Chuck, North Carolina. Praise the Lord. Come on up, David. Why don't you go ahead and stand? Once again, I appreciate your patience. Father in heaven, I I thank you for the struggle because... The struggle is necessary for all of us to let go of this world, just let go of it and ready ourselves for eternity. It's healthy. It's beneficial. So Lord, I I do thank you for the struggle, and I know there are many like me who struggle in a very similar way, and So Lord, thank you that we can know, not wish, hope, speculate. No, we can know. We can know because you want us to know that our redemption draws nigh. And you also want us to be prepared so that when the day of the Lord, the tribulation, which we're going to talk about in Second Peter, second service, that comes as a thief in the night, does not catch us off guard, because we were expecting. We got batteries in the flashlights of our Christian lives. We're ready. Oh, Lord, (laughs) I pray that every single one of us would be ready for when that trumpet sounds. And for those who have never called upon you, believing in you, I pray that today would be the day of their salvation. Please, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We are so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. 
You've been listening to the latest prophecy update that Pastor J.D. has been sharing. And as always, it's fascinating to hear and learn about how the things going on in the world relate to things predicted in the Bible. If you're ever interested in finding out more about this ministry, head over to jdfarag.org. That's jdfarag.org to learn more. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you're always welcome to come check out our church family. At Calvary Chapel Kaneohe, we meet on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. There's a Calvary link at the bottom of our webpage, so look for it at jdfarag.org. That link will give you more info on service times, directions, and more. Also, on our website, you'll notice a tab at the top that says ABCs. This is a helpful tool if you're in need of understanding a more in-depth view of what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus. If you or any friends or family need some clarification, this should help clear some things up for you. Again, that website is jdfarag.org. Next time, you'll get to hear some more interesting things about current affairs and how they relate to what the Bible says to be true. The prophecies in the Bible were not just mentioned casually. Every prophecy written in the Bible will come to pass. So there's much to understand about what's to come. We look forward to that time with you and hope you'll join us then. Until then, may you be looking for wisdom from God in spirit and truth. <laughs>